0: 603 283 603 283 Joining you in studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Uh, of course, you can uh, bring up absolutely anything that you want to discuss. That is the uh, the point of the show. And Arya, I hear that uh, your restrictions in the Crypto 6 case have loosened a little bit.
1: Yeah, loosened a little bit. I mean, I'm allowed to use YouTube and Twitch and stuff for purposes other than gaming now, so I can actually catch up on some of the music videos and stuff that I've missed, and that's wonderful.
0: That restriction never made any sense <laughs> whatsoever. It it didn't. I mean, a lot of them didn't. It's like having
1: only one social media platform didn't make any sense to me. I'm officially back on Twitter, so that's all right, wonderful. All right. In case I happen to get you know you banned from banned. YouTube again. Yeah probably like
2: get banned from Twitter I mean, again, YouTube. too.
1: I, get, I do get banned from YouTube all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm at Facebook. I will still have somewhere. I've only been suspended from Twitter once, and that was for repeatedly calling Sununu a fag <laughs> until evidently he or someone else reported it.
2: I was just mm-hmm. suspended, I see. I was telling Ian today, I was like, she did get kicked off Twitter once, and I said it was for that.
1: It was temporary, but it didn't go away until... The person who was managing my account then went into Twitter and manually deleted the tweet and mm-hmm. at that point they reinstated the account for whatever reason. Very <laughs> wow. very peculiar. It's ridiculous.
0: So uh, congratulations on that. Now you have more freedom to do things online. You get more show prep abilities and that sort of thing. So Yeah, I can you know you.
1: use Wikipedia and stuff now. So if there's something I need to learn about I can actually go
0: and learn about it. It'll make the next year of awaiting the trial a little bit more tolerable under your bail conditions. A little bit more, yeah. Because they've now there was a meeting this morning of the uh, the attorneys and the judge. It's uh, what they call a status conference, and in that status conference, again, we we weren't allowed to attend, but the attorneys were. And according to uh, my conversation with my attorney afterwards, he said that. It's now going to be at least November of 2022. I October, still think that's November. too
1: optimistic. Yeah, I think come November, it'll get pushed back to May of 2023, and we might actually see it happen in November of 2023, <laughs> but it, I, I'm still betting on May of 2024, yeah. honestly.
0: Meanwhile, I can't leave my house without permission from the government. Yeah, that's rough, man. And uh, our friend Nobody, co-host Nobody, he cannot be on the radio with us and you and i are the only two of the six defendants that can even have com- uh, communications with one another yeah so it's just a crazy uh, crazy situation if you want to know more about what happened to us uh, on march 16th of this year head over to thecrypto6.com i don't know if they've posted the new uh, ledger documentary there i know the, the i was told they did said that he was going to so that would be a good thing so check that out yeah there is a new documentary that's out there about us it's like a 10 minute little quickie that you can it's watch. really good though it is well well done and obviously in favor of the Crypto Six. Well,
1: so. it was made by Ledger. I mean, they're Correct. A, a blockchain. hardware wallet. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, of course you can join us here, and you can bring up uh, absolutely anything that you want. There was a video that was being passed around social media in the last twenty four hours of one of these goons in australia apparently this is the northern territory so this is a different area than we've normally talked about we've talked about melbourne we've talked about victoria those i believe are the southeastern corner of australia this is the northern territory creative name and here is what michael gunner i believe is his name now who is he their chief minister so, like, I don't know, the prime minister or something like that for that specific territory. Here's what he had to say, and then we'll get into an article about it. But uh, as you know, last it.
3: night, we took an urgent action to escalate our response in these communities, immediately implementing a hard lockdown. That means residents. That's the word
0: hard. OK, I was hard <laughs> lockdown.
3: Injari and Rockhole no longer have the five reasons to leave their home. They can only leave for medical treatment in an emergency or if required by law.
0: Right. So the other word that was I no, did not understand until I saw the actual transcript. They no longer have the five reasons. Almost sound hmm. like you said fire. Uh, yeah, I but didn't hear that. The five reasons. So like, so they were allowed to leave their home, but only for five specific reasons. Right now, that's gone, and now they can only leave for a medical emergency or if required by law. So if they have a court date or something like that. So how are these people supposed to get food? Guess that's up to them to figure out. Are, do they have DoorDash there? Are,
1: are they presume. allowing that?
0: You, probably they probably that. feed you
2: in prison. I would just go outside, get put into prison, and at least I would be able to have food. Well, and that's <laughs> What's a good, the difference? That's
0: a good point, Bonnie, because that's absolutely what is happening, as he will reveal here.
3: It's highly likely that more residents will be transferred to House Springs today, either as positive cases or close contacts. We've already identified 38 close contacts in Benjari, and that number will go up. Those 38 are being transferred now. I contacted the Prime Minister last night. We are grateful for the support of about 20 ADF personnel as well as Army trucks to assist with the transfer of positive cases and close contacts and to support the communities.
0: Okay, so translation, what he just said was that anyone who is a case or a close contact, so somebody with whom they can prove that you have had, you know, you've been at the workplace with this person or you're a household member or you walked by him on the street, I don't know. But, you know, they're right. going to they're gonna ask them, hey, who have you had contact with? And then they're going to go and snatch all those people up. Uh, and they literally are being taken by the Army, the Australian Defense Force, that's the ADF that he mentioned, in Army trucks to what is called Howard Springs Quarantine Center. Now, uh, were you guys on the show when we talked about the quarantine centers in Australia? I have not Orleans heard about
2: back. it. Uh, yeah, like some weird name like Happy Land... Wasn't Um, Happy Land, it was something else.
0: Yeah, there's a new one where they're building. I know you're talking about it was, um, I I forget it. Yeah, something weird like that. There was one that hadn't been built yet that they were announcing Well Camp. Well Camp. Well Camp. Um, As though, strangely, it's actually the name of the place that they're building it just by coincidence, but it sure (laughs) does sound like a place where you go to get well.
2: It's a camp where you go to get well, yeah. Uh,
0: But they already have facilities there that were built for other purposes in the case i think of howard springs which he mentioned uh it I, if i recall it correctly it was like sort of a uh almost like a it looks like a trailer park almost looks like manufactured housing but not not trailers but kind of that that same look to the housing like the uh,
1: fema camps post new or in new orleans after katrina
0: maybe not as crappy but uh okay. but it was made by private industry for like workers on con- certain construction projects, like that they had to stay on for a long time, or something like that, and the facilities, I guess, were purchased by, are they're being rented maybe by the government? So. Uh, Anyway, it looks like you're in like a a manufactured homes kind of uh, trailer park, and there's men and women that are the government agents working there that walk around in complete hazmat uniforms. I I assume this area is fenced in, right? With Mm -hmm. like razor wire at the top. I presume there's razor wire at the top. If there's not, I bet you they're going to add it real soon. Yeah, because people don't like being, you know, in prisons. against their will.
1: concentration camps, you might say.
0: So the story here from TheGuardian.com, their COVID outbreak in the Northern Territory is expected to grow beyond locked down areas after nine new cases oh My the God horror. were detected in the remote community of Binjari, about 320 kilometers uh, to the south of some other town. Let's see. Binjari has, it's very small. There are 274 people living in Binjari. So this is sort of like, this is like out in the bush, I think. Yeah, fewer than 300 people living there is, that, that's not even a town, that's like a village. Binjari and nearby Rock Hole have been placed into strict lockdown in response to the outbreak, and the Australian Defense Force has been called in to help with transferring positive cases and close contacts. The NT's chief minister said a 78-year-old woman was being treated in the hospital, while the other eight cases have been taken to the Howard Springs Quarantine Center. Why can't they just be left at home to... and. Told to Because quarantine. Quarantine. this is hard. They're getting hard with this lockdown, and they're oh. getting serious.
2: I, I was going to ask, what is a hard lockdown
0: earlier? Well, it's where he described uh, where you don't get to leave your house for any reason at all except for a medical emergency, basically. That's it. Or if you have court. One or the other. So... That's it. Well, if you are caught outside of your house, they're going to hurt you or something. I don't know. But having COVID
1: isn't really a medical emergency for like 99.9% of the population. So Correct. the Australian military is breaking this dude's orders by allowing people out of their house. Well, oh, it's for
0: a medical or it's for a, uh, a governmental purpose. So it's totally fine. Ah, uh, true. Remember, they exempt themselves from their own rules in this case Six zero three two eight three six one sixty, And in most cases, six zero three We'll tell you more about the hard lockdown coming up here in a moment. And. Do you think this can't happen here? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and of course, you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian.
2: And
1: Bonnie. And Aria.
0: We're talking about the latest out of australia now right now actually two of the countries on the planet that are the most offensive the the most crack downing uh crack the most cracking down the most oppressive i guess would be the most right? egregious the to crack-
2: human rights the yeah.
0: crack down under yeah a crack oh, down yeah. under. uh it's happening there but also austria we should uh, they deserve a, a a mention here because austria has made it Uh, The first nationwide unvaccinated lockdown. Now, in places like Australia, they have statewide lockdowns. And I suspect that is what's going on with the Northern Territory, where if you are unvaccinated, you have to be in a lockdown. But they'll let you out for five specific reasons, one of which is to go shopping, you know, get essential items, so-called. Right, Which the seems store. like it would be important for a person to be able to do.
2: This is supposedly the softer lockdown, or you're describing That's correct. That is the okay. softer,
0: the normal lockdown. But now two towns, and they're very small, uh, Rock Hole and Binjari. With I don't even I couldn't even find the population of Rock Hole, but Binjari just uh, you know a few hundred people. Uh, have been put into a hard lockdown, which means that the only reason you should be outside of your house, according to these government gangsters, is if you have a medical emergency.
1: What shocks me most about the how Australia is handling this is that it's you have to be inside your house. You can't be in your backyard on your property or mm. anything like that. You have to actually be inside your house.
0: No new cases were confirmed on Sunday, but Gunner, this is the premier or whatever, the chief minister of Northern Territory in Australia, said more should be expected in Binjari, and lockdown arrangements for nearby Catherine and Robinson River were likely to be in place for several weeks. Quote, what has become clear to us based on the level of movement that has been happening in some communities outside of Catherine is there's a real risk the virus has reached the connected communities further away. Given this, we're issuing a mask mandate for communities in the West local government areas. And then he names them off. Gunner said Binjari was a low vaccination community and urged people to get vaccinated against COVID. I
1: can't believe Australians are still putting up with this nonsense. You've been locking down off and on, mostly on, yep. for the last year, and it hasn't worked yet. Yeah, nope. It has not eliminated COVID-19. It should be clear at this point that their life is going to be perpetual lockdowns every, other, every few weeks If they continue to allow this.
0: And it should be clear that the vaccinations and the lockdowns and the masking all combined don't do diddly squat to stop this virus. They certainly don't. But that's not really what this is all about, is it? It's not really about stopping a virus. That's just the excuse that these government gangsters are using to exercise as much control as they can get away with on these populaces. That's what this is. It's
2: crazy to me that there are that many people in Australia willing to be the cops and the military that enforce these laws. It's
0: crazy. Well, hey, they got to pay the bills, right? They got to put the kids through school. I mean, they they're can't just following their- orders. Yeah, I mean, they can't lose their jobs. I mean, it's not like freedom matters to them, obviously. It's the job that's important. When you talk to, you know, cops... How about- could
2: you say that and, and stop everybody else in your community from working at their jobs? How could you even
1: believe that?
0: Well, that's a great question. I would love to hear a police officer answer questions like that. But they I suspect,
1: wouldn't. No. They would just say something like, look, I'm just doing my job or I'm just yeah. doing as I was ordered or whatever. Because that's their favorite line of defense.
0: It didn't work in Nuremberg, but I don't think you're going to have the International Court putting anyone or holding anyone responsible for this. Maybe in time, but for now, the International
1: Court is firmly behind the whole world, this sort of Yeah,
0: I mean, every almost every government on the planet, with few exceptions, I mean, Sweden, maybe Belarus, uh, that's about it. Maybe there's something I'm missing. If I am, let me know where else in the world you, know, you can avoid this stuff. 603-283-6160. Maybe there's some island nation somewhere that's not taking this seriously. I don't know. Well, in the United States,
1: it varied drastically from one Mm -hmm. state to another.
0: And still does.
1: Yeah. But every single state, I believe, in the U.S. locked down at least temporarily. I believe even Florida did
0: at one point. Here here they called it Stay at Home 2.0 in New Hampshire. Did they call it 2.0? Yeah, I, I don't know what 1.0 was, but it was always called stay at home. They, they didn't use the term lockdown because it technically wasn't. No, it was very advisory
1: yeah. for the average person. It, it was a lockdown for businesses, for people who owned restaurants and bars and That's stuff like true. that. But yep. for the individual who was just going about their lives, it left this great big loophole for people to drive through that whatever one deemed essential was essential.
0: So going on here, uh, they're talking about how they're going to likely, you know, expand these lockdowns to nearby communities. Well, of course they are. They announced that five men and four women had been diagnosed in Binjari late on Saturday. It's understood the group is from several different households. So just because nine people got COVID, not, it doesn't say that they're like serious. Because remember, or they it died. All, it only said one lady's in the hospital, and she's seventy eight years old. Yeah, so she's she cannot anyway. die.
2: She can't die. That would be a, that would be so much worse than locking down all of Australia and making everybody lose their lives and freedoms.
0: So these aren't people who are seriously ill. They're just people who have COVID and they're being forced into a quarantine camp, which is being, you know, somewhat overlooked in this particular story. It was mentioned, huh.
1: you know, I mean, worth pointing out, if they were actually seriously sick, they would be in the hospital along with this woman correct. rather than a quarantine camp.
0: Yeah uh let's see a woman in her blah 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 the outbreak was triggered by a 21 year old infected woman who illegally entered the northern territory in late october after contracting the virus in victoria that was more than a month ago well
1: uh, based on the odds yeah yeah a few weeks it was at least three weeks ago and it's just now causing an outbreak
2: how would they know
1: They wouldn't. They just make this up. They just wouldn't know. And that could be
2: someone that, you know, an FBI agent or whatever they have there instead of FBI, that they've had walk somewhere and then, oh, got to lock everyone down.
0: Well, yeah, you're right. They just make stuff up. But what they can do is they can point to this woman because at some point somebody figured out that she lied on her border entry form. Now, stop for a moment and realize what's going on here. (laughs) They papers, have border, please. Yes, they have border checks in between the Australian states. You cannot go from one territory to the next within the government, you know, within the land of Australia without having your papers checked. And so she told some, you know, border patrol agent a lie and was able to get through. Uh, Whatever this check was. And so at some point, they figured that out. The check didn't include a COVID test. And they figured out that she had lied, and they figured out that she had COVID. Apparently. Maybe she
2: lied about like her reason for traveling or any any why like that that wasn't that serious. And then they were just like, oh, this woman was infected. And
0: now they get to point to hers. Oh, oh, she did this. You can't see, walk
2: outside and talk to your neighbors. How could you find out that the government was lying about something?
1: It's just like that dude in New Zealand who tested positive And they were like, oh, we have, we have to lock down the entire country because this one person is going yeah. to spread it to everyone. Okay, but how did that one person get it? He didn't just magically get it. <laughs>
0: well, and now they get to blame this woman. So the government yeah. will point to her and say, no, look. It's not us doing this to you. I mean, yeah, we're the ones driving around the army trucks and loading you up into Literally them the them. ones doing this to them. But no, 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 it wasn't. It's not us. This woman. See, if she hadn't lied, then we wouldn't have to do this to you. So blame her.
2: Well, and the... Locking down of each individual state to where you have to get government permission to go state to state makes me think that libertarians need to break up and stay broken up in uh, all fifty states and make their own free state projects. That's the only way this is gonna work.
0: You're being facetious. Of yes. Course. Uh the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We can continue here with more of what's going on in Australia. It is an absolute nightmare, and this is probably, you know, not the end of it. More coming up. With free talk live. it's free talk live Phones are open if you want to join us here and the number is 603-283-6160 We're talking about Australia specifically the northern territory Where they are rounding people up with the military, the Australian Defense Force, and uh, they are taking them to quarantine camps. And you're going to a quarantine camp even if you are just tangentially connected to somebody who has a case. If you've been in contact with somebody who has a case of COVID-19, you're going to the camp.
1: Yeah, let's just bask in that. For a moment, that the military in Australia is actually taking people out of their homes, probably against their will, oh, and yeah. forcing them into a camp.
2: And mm-hmm. it's really 1984 to think that they're doing that just because you might have touched someone or walked near someone or been I would in the say same it's room.
0: 1944. Not 1984. Yeah, ooh, um. yeah well, 1939. <laughs> when did they start putting um. people... Was oh. it 41, 42? I don't know the exact year. I don't job. either. It was a little later on in the whole Nazi like occupation till people started getting thrown into the death camps.
2: You've no. been near an unclean person. Yeah, yeah
0: look, I've been against you know
1: calling allusions to the Holocaust and what the Nazi Germans did throughout most of this pandemic, mm-hmm. but when you have a military literally taking people out of their homes and forcing them into camps, at a certain point... You have to make a Holocaust comparison because that's what they literally did in the Holocaust.
0: Well, I mean, the people who are defending this—I'm sure there's plenty of people defending this. I, I imagine they're going to say, well, "This isn't—that's not a fair comparison, Arya. We're taking these people so they can get better. We just want them to be well.
1: Yeah, But they're
0: they're just fine. They're not sick. If they were sick, they would be in the hospital. Look, we're not going to put people to death. We're just going to take them away from their freedom for at least a two-week minimum because we've got to keep them in the camp for two weeks unless they, you know, until they can finally test clear and...
1: Well, they didn't start by killing Jews in Nazi Germany either. No, that's true.
2: They started in Australia with killing corgis.
0: What happened to corgis?
2: Uh, A guy hit a uh, health worker, hit a corgi with like a lead pipe in somebody's pet corgi in a neighborhood. know why
1: oh australia has done worse than that what we in order to prevent people from traveling across territories Mm. one of the australian police forces or whatever murdered like 42 dogs or something like that they
2: they killed the corgi they killed that corgi that was just like running in a neighborhood and belonged to somebody in the neighborhood
0: i hadn't even heard that that was during all this By the way, Bitcoin.com is your best source to learn about cryptocurrency. Head on over there. Click Get Started. At the top of the page, uh, Bonnie's siblings were wondering about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash today. Like, what's the difference? I said, get over to Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started, and that's where you can learn. What are the differences between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash? And, you know, what are the basics about cryptocurrency? It's more important now to learn this than ever. By the way, Bitcoin's on a discount right now. Uh, it's $56,000 today, Ooh, which is that's like 10%. Oh, that's almost 20%. That's, yeah, off. that's more than 10%. Yeah. Yeah. For, I think it hit a peak of like 68,000 just two weeks ago or something like that. So, you know, it might be it might it might be a good time to pick some up. I can't, you know, say for sure what the price is going to do tomorrow. We don't know. But uh, go to Bitcoin.com, learn more there. News.Bitcoin.com is where you can go for all things crypto as far as what's going on in the world of cryptocurrency. The latest headlines updated daily there over at News.Bitcoin.com. So we're talking about the quote-unquote outbreak of nine cases of COVID in a couple of small towns in northern the Northern Territory in Australia, where they've now rounded up dozens of people as a result of this and well, yeah
1: because they're doing it based on whether or not you've had contact with these people as well Correct. so if you live in a home with them or you went out to eat with them you work or you with had them. them
0: over or work
1: with them you have to go into lockdown too
0: yep and so they're taking people to uh what is called the howard springs quarantine center and they are using the military and i suspect it's not an option you know when they, now, i don't uh,
1: think you can say no when the military <laughs> comes to your door and they're like hey we need you to come with us like no, no, no I'm good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and
2: I need to make a correction. It was actually China that they killed the Corgi. And okay. I wish I didn't read the part of the story I just now read. Um they went into this Corgi's home, so he was running around the neighborhood, and one of the healthcare workers, government health care workers, was holding a crowbar. The corgi mm-hmm. was went and hid under a table, they moved the table and hit the corgi. That's
0: just horrifying. But well, they thought the dog was gonna transmit. Probably not. The it's a virus. corgi.
2: Oh, transmit the virus, I don't know.
0: Because they were saying that for a while about animals, that uh, dogs and cats might transmit the virus. And then I think they walked it back later. But I have I read
1: something about tigers testing positive in some zoo recently. And I don't even know whether or not to believe it. Who is the person out there who gave a COVID test To a tiger.
0: Well, remember (laughs) when they tested like a mango or a papaya papaya. or something like that in Africa and it it tested tested positive? positive? And how do these cross-species tests work, right? Well, that
2: was a blind test. They just gave it like, instead of putting the mouth swab on a mouth, they put it on a papaya, sent Mm -hmm. it in. The government didn't, or whoever, the testing facility didn't know it was a papaya. They just were like, yep, this is positive. So it was obviously Mm -hmm. fake. Faked.
0: Were you going to say something else? I don't recall what it was. Okay. So uh, some of the key uh, territories' indigenous bodies have given their backing to gunners' handling of the outbreak on Sunday. Because, again, I, th- I believe Northern Territory is like a lot of the bush in Australia. So you've got a lot of indigenous people living up there, the, uh, tribesmen and such. The Aboriginal Medical Services Alliance and councils of various different areas said they were, quote, confident that the NT government is taking all appropriate steps Unquote, to protect the communities involved. And now unvaccinated travelers will no longer be able to enter the NT from Monday under sweeping border rule changes. The only exception will be essential personnel and territorians returning from jurisdictions where the virus is not present called green zones. Fully vaccinated arrivals from red zones where the virus is present. We'll be able to quarantine at home for seven days, but we'll need to have a rapid antigen test upon arrival and return a negative PCR test within 72 hours. This is just to come home. And you have to be fully vaccinated.
2: Unvaccinated people can leave, though, right? Are they free to leave if they don't want to live under this tyranny?
1: Absolutely not. I don't think anyone is allowed so. to leave Australia at the moment. Yeah, that. Well,
0: you did you mean leave Australia or well, just leave the territory? Leave to
2: the territory or leave Australia? I don't I, really I think they're allowed.
0: De- I guess that would depend on the neighboring territories. Well, if you're not
2: allowed to leave your house, I don't know if you're, you'd be allowed to go Probably to another not. state.
0: I'm guessing you're un- unable to travel as an unvaccinated person. You know, across you, you, most you have of these to borders. sneak out of the country like it's Cuba or something. Yeah. Uh, they must also get retested. Five, eight, and 14 days. Again, still talking about vaccinated arrivals from red zones here. So after the initial testing, uh, you have to so get So that's retested. five total tests within a two-week period for people who are fully vaccinated. Yes, after leaving quarantine and stay in a high vaccination zone away from aged care facilities and remote communities. So you can count out visiting uh, grandma if she's in a nursing home. The home quarantine requirement is scheduled to end on December 20th with rapid antigen testing extended to all arrivals.
1: Seems unlikely that this is actually going to end. I mean, who could possibly believe that at this point? Australia has been doing this for well over a year now.
0: They always have an end date, and then it just gets pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, because this is never going to go away. This is going to be with us, just like the flu is. In fact, how is the flu doing this year? We are entering into flu season, right? I mean, didn't the numbers show last year that basically the flu completely disappeared as far as statistical you know, it numbers. did, and then we learned that the COVID-19 test they
1: were using couldn't tell the difference mm. between COVID-19 and the flu. I suspect that hasn't changed. Right? I don't know whether or not it has. I mean, yeah. Is there even a flu test, or you, do you just show up to the doctor and they go, yeah, yep. that's probably the flu. you got the symptoms. Yeah.
0: That's a good question.
1: I don't think I've ever been given a flu test, but I've certainly had the flu before. Right,
0: because why would you need a flu test? We know how to deal with it. Yeah, it's right? like
1: a cold but it sucks a little bit more.
0: Yeah, the doctor prescribes you some zinc or whatever the hell it is. You, you know, you might take. I mean, I've never gone to the doctor for a flu. Personally. No, why would we? That's I just, silly. You know, drink a lot of water and get some rest. You know, and you get through it, or you die. One or the other. Fun fact: I ended up having to research this a few days
1: ago, and it turns out that the eight, people aged eighteen to forty-nine have a point zero zero one six percent chance of dying from influenza. So completely negligible, non-existent. So like, almost chance.
0: the same chance as dying from COVID. I don't remember the number from COVID. It's like like point zero zero whatever, right? Like I mean, almost no one dies from COVID either in that age range. Right. The number here is 603-283-6160. But yet they're locking people into quarantine camps in Australia. People thought this was a conspiracy theory. It's actually happening. More coming up here. You can share your thoughts with us on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Open phones if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about Australia and the Northern Territory where it is now, well, it's not a crime, so to speak. You're not going to be charged with anything yet uh, for simply contracting covid But they are punishing you for it by picking you up uh, with the uh, Australian Defense Force, which I understand it is basically the military.
1: They're going further than that. They're punishing people
0: who just have contact with someone who tested positive. And that means you're going into a quarantine camp. And we had talked about these camps here on Free Talk Live. We actually read a story from someone who had been in one of these camps. Now, initially, what they were using these things for... Was for people who are traveling, coming back into Australia. So for people who. Why would anyone want to travel back there? If you got out of Australia, good for you, man. Stay out. Um, Well, I mean, unfortunately, not uh, immigrating into other countries isn't exactly an easy thing to do. So at some point, the other countries are like, okay, you've got to leave. Well, where do you go? uh and and if you want to be a like a a a world traveler there are ways to do this right like you stay in one place for three months then you go to the next place and then you go to the next place and you can kind of there's ways to do this like i think the rule in mexico for instance is that you can stay for like 90 days or 180 whatever the number is there's like a certain number of days you can stay for and then you have to leave for at least some amount of time that's like you know, less than a day or something. So, like, you can you can go uh, into, I was it, Guatemala, one of the connecting countries. I think Guatemala connects. Yeah. I don't know, man. You it's South America. In, yeah, you can go to, well, it's Central America, but you can go into <laughs> uh, to Guatemala True. and stay there and, you know, go shopping for a day. Or, I don't know if you have to spend the night there or something like that, but there's, like... It's like, and you have you to can, at least step... foot outside of the border right and then you can go back for another 90 or 180 days or whatever it is and then you're legal to stay down in in mexico that's as my that's not legal advice that's just what i've heard from people who who live down there and obviously there's some people that just stay down there and they don't bother crossing the border and they're technically illegal uh in mexico and you know if you don't get caught you don't get caught um so but-
1: I mean that's how immigration should be. If you want to go somewhere, you should be free to go there and stay there if you
0: so choose. That's how it should be. Yeah, that would be like a free world uh, or at least a lot freer of a world. But what is it about that concept that scares so many people? Like even
1: terrorism. libertarian even-
0: terrorism,
1: drug dealers.
2: China would invade Arya. <laughs>
1: There would be no drug dealers if the United States government would stop fighting the drug war. That's the, true. There would be none of these drugs. Mexican drug cartels or anything like that. Just yeah, decriminalized There'd drugs.
2: be Walmart psilocybin mushrooms.
1: And that could very well happen someday. Uh, I don't think I'd want to buy psilocybin mushrooms from like Walmart.
2: Yeah, but if you only had, actually nobody said this to me recently, he said if you only have Walmart psilocybin money, then you should be able to get it it's because there were people saying that there should be um protections for little people um regarding like psilocybin production and nobody said just his response to me was if you only have walmart mushroom money then you should be able to buy walmart mushrooms
1: i don't disagree i'm i'm not a legal expert this isn't legal advice but as i understand it it's completely legal in new hampshire to grow psilocybin cubensis this i have not heard but Solely for aesthetic reasons. Mm. Really? As I understand it, that's the case. Well,
0: you, did you hear about the Supreme Court case that happened like within the last two years that basically legalized all drugs for for religious for purposes? Religious purposes. I did. I was on the night we talked about that. Yeah. So I mean, there's that. That there is also that. So I mean, it's kind of an interesting position. But I mean. Uh, Shrooms are one of those things that just sort of grow places. They like, do, yeah.
1: What am I really supposed like to do gum. about it if just suddenly my backyard is filled with psilocybin cubensis? How did that <laughs> happen? I don't know where they came from. It right. just happened. Yeah. And I, I think they're pretty, so I'm leaving them there. Except for the ones that I cut down because they weren't pretty and they needed to go inside and fall into a glass of tea. <laughs>
0: Right, and so then they're technically only illegal in that time, right? Like after harvest, essentially, until you As put I them in As I understand it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It, I mean, growing shrooms, you would think it'd be easy because they are mushrooms and they just kind of grow on things. But it's not easy if you actually want to cultivate and grow your own mushrooms. They
0: have to be in like a very specific environment, right? Like right. there has to be very, very custom. I don't know what... I know nothing about what goes into this, but you have to get the spores and they have to be in like a... Uh, like a fish tank or something, and I don't know. Probably it's some complicated, of and it didn't seem and, fun. Yeah,
1: and I was like, "Yeah, no, I don't want to do this." And this was years ago when I lived in Mississippi, and even back that then, that would have been
0: bad to get caught in Mississippi for sure.
1: Yeah, I was like, "This, this doesn't seem like it's going to be a a good use of my time, or b any fun whatsoever, well, or successful."
0: Interestingly, and we can talk about uh, toad licking and toad venom coming up here because that's related to this discussion, but. And you and I both had the same story tonight, Ari, so we'll we'll get into that. But Bonnie and I were just looking today at the proposed legislation for 2022 and the legislation or the bill for uh, the, not legalization, but decriminalization of psilocybin. Wasn't there one for all drugs? there might be and i have not seen that one yet but the one for psilocybin the the text is now available it's been assigned a oh. bill number i don't have it off offhand, hand so i can't tell you what the bill number is but it's there and so we we're able to actually look at the text and the proposal is to basically make it the same kind of decrim level as uh, cannabis which is a hundred dollar fine for adults if they get caught you get caught once you get caught twice it's a hundred dollars it's a hundred dollars and i think it ex- goes to 300 on the. but it's third time. always just a fine I didn't see anything in there about a misdemeanor arrest, which is something that they did include in the cannabis one, uh, which is the third time or the fourth time you get uh, popped for cannabis as an adult, it does become a misdemeanor in New Hampshire. But uh, I did not see anything about an arrest in this case. So awesome! uh, But again, it's just the first proposal of this bill. It you know could be amended. I was explaining to Bonnie what the amendment process is, and you know, for instance, a nice amendment would be to actually change it to just not just psilocybin but any plants uh entheogenic kind of plants so you know that could also include iboga it could include that would be uh, a good change cactus right so mescaline or peyote DMT things like that and there's a, an interesting organization out there called decriminalized nature that is working in different places uh to do this so new hampshire wouldn't be the first place to to do this actually no but it would be the best place to do this in my opinion yeah. because i'm in yeah. new hampshire and yeah, exactly. i would love to see that happen but the point I'm making is it's like we're not going to be groundbreakers on this one because it's already been done in other places. And that's a good thing because it makes it easy to point to the politicians and say, hey, look, they did it over here. They did it over there. And, you know, there aren't people jumping off of rooftops because they're tripping too hard. Well,
1: we don't you know? have to be groundbreakers in every issue. I mean, we get to be groundbreakers on the secession issue at the very least. For sure. Being the first state to actually propose a constitutional amendment that would allow New Hampshire to peaceably declare independence from the united states yeah, i mean I, t- to me being the groundbreaker on that is way more important than being the
0: first state to decriminalize you know shrooms yeah no doubt about it in fact that reminds me I, i've been kind of checking on a weekly basis to see if that particular bill that you're talking about the secession bill has actually gotten like a, a bill number yet so I'll, I'll take a look at that here in a bit and we'll see if uh, if it's out there yet Uh, If you want to join us, the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Of course, you can bring up absolutely anything that's on your mind. Coming up, we've also got the Bitcoin city. If we get a chance, we'll talk about the proposal in El Salvador uh, for a Bitcoin city. Plus, economic concerns are apparently historically low amongst the American populace.
1: What? They're not at a record low but they mm-hmm. are low consi- considering what how much people on average tend to care about the economy considering the circumstances that like they should be caring but they're not oh, they absolutely should be caring yeah. i mean there are shipping containers lining up off the coast
0: record numbers shelves are
1: empty yeah. throughout grocery stores your your dollar is rapidly becoming useless no one's working anywhere somehow and the president is saying, oh, you should expect not to be able to find things during Christmas or Thanksgiving, yeah, the right. biggest shopping season of the year. Thanksgiving
0: shortages, uh, by the way, like it's getting harder to find the, th- the staples of Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, Turkeys were completely sold out of uh, Aldi two weeks ago. Now, they were back last week, but sure. there was uh, like there was a one day where there was absolutely nothing there, like empty Freezers. Gas prices surging. I had to
1: order fuel, uh heating oil today, mm-hmm. and sure enough, it's up about 10% versus what it was a year ago. Wow! And it's like, this is only going to get worse, but yet only like 20-something percent of Americans consider the economy to be a concern.
2: I don't know if I can believe that number. Of, I mean, is that a government number? Because what number? The 20%? Because I, I feel like I've heard about economic concerns more more co- often than normal like in it's mainstream
0: Gallup. it's a gallop poll. poll. Hmm. we'll uh, we'll pull that up here in a bit we'll get into it of course uh, your calls and thoughts are welcome you can bring up whatever is on your mind and take control of the airwaves here the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 hour two is coming up this is free talk live
3: Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable, and no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved, to stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down, and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class.
4: Free Talk Live.
0: It's Free Talk Live. We're keeping off the second hour of the program. As always, you're invited to take control of the airway. 603-283-6160. That's 603 283 Coming up, Americans' economic concerns. Apparently, they're just not that concerned. Uh, we'll talk about it. Well, Americans are
1: oblivious to the world around them more often than not, I have
0: I, I noticed. just don't see how you could be oblivious to the obviously inflating prices that are happening all over the place. But we'll talk about that coming up Arya, you've got that story with you tonight. It's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. But we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts here. We've got uh, Mark Warden. He is not only the porcupine real estate agent, but he's also a uh, state representative. Uh Mark, welcome to uh, welcome back, I guess, to Free Talk Live.
5: Thank you Ian, and it's great to be with you and I want to salute you and Aria for your fall foliage hair Color style <laughs> know, this week. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen during the middle of winter. Well,
1: but, I, I uh, think Ian's going to have to do gray, perhaps. Uh, why would I do gray? that
2: be so fun. Oh, well, yeah, whether little, you've been meaning to frosty, or not,
5: your hair does sort of follow the. That would be good. A little what? Sorry, Mark? A little frosty a little color frosty. would be fine.
0: Do they can, even have gray hair dye? They must, right? Like, I'm sure do yeah, they do. Yeah,
5: they have like silver.
0: Okay. Mine's
5: always. A variation a much, of red, though. A, a, a great political personal risk. I am calling in the show to see <laughs> you guys and <laughs> uh, say that some of us in the New Hampshire state legislature are uh, quite libertarian and anarcho-capitalist. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're, do, we're trying to do the good work to decriminalize drugs, for example. And although I'd like to see us you know, go the Portugal way, at least I'm pushing forward with some legislation to decriminalize, you know, little by little, things like fentanyl and opioids. In fact, I got a call from a DA, in fact a sort of a conservative Republican type district attorney who said, "Mark, we're just uh, swamped with all these ridiculous cases and I'm tired of putting 18-year-olds in in jail and charging them with felonies hmm. for hmm. Uh, small possessions of drugs." So it's an uphill battle, as you all know, but I'm working on it, and others are working on it, and I feel like we're making progress a little bit.
0: I'm just curious, this uh, DA that is complaining about having to do all this prosecuting— Yeah, can't they just not do that? Is he going to—well, that's another good question, but but is he going to actually come and testify in favor of your legislation? And, by the way, what is actually, your legislation yes. proposing?
5: Yes, yes, he is. He's that's able awesome. to come testify. And this is particular to fentanyl mm-hmm. and some of the opioids— uh, um, And that they said, yeah, he said he would come testify in our committee. So I think that's going to go a long way.
0: That does make a difference. Uh, I mean, as much as we might like to just have average people sway the opinions of these politicians, the bureaucrats seem to hold more sway with them. So if you can get, you know, uh, the the guy that runs the jail and the guy that's the prosecutor and, you know, people in the the military or whatever, they just they hold more sway over them. But what is the actual proposal you uh, you're working on? What's the. What, this you
5: know. is to, first of all, say no minimum drug sentencing for uh, possession of, of fentanyl and mm-hmm. opioids. Okay. And also, we're trying to reduce it, uh, the felony charge, to just more than personal possession. Right mm-hmm. now, if you have any any amount at all, it's a felony. Wow. And you're going to prison. My, my <laughs> DA friend brought up a good point said you know, if it's just personal use, That should not be a felony at all. It Mm. should be busted down to misdemeanor, which means they would just let it go because most of these people don't prosecute misdemeanors at all.
0: That's interesting. Uh, now, I know that there's another bill we talked about just a moment ago that is uh, p- proposing to decrim psilocybin, uh, psychedelic mushrooms. Is there an all-drugs uh, decrim in this year? Have you heard anything about that? I, Bonnie and looked at looked over the bills, and they didn't spot anything, but there's obviously I over don't remember if I did or not. There's over 800 yes. bills, of course, so it's hard there's, to really know. Yeah,
5: there's so many bills every year, it's hard to keep track of them. And no, I haven't seen one that would be just a blank slate on all those things. Course, I would uh, support something like psilocybin, uh, decrim, or pure legalization. Uh, oh, but what is? The, way the, in the, the fact, the reality is that it's just so slow to trudge through the legislature. Oh, yeah. And we, we've had trouble getting through wholesale uh, uh, legislation passed. Ian may remember that I put in a bill many years ago to just remove cannabis from all the criminal statutes mm-hmm. and treat it like tomatoes. And it, it did pretty well in the House, but died in the Senate. So we, we try to tweak around the edges to get gradual improvement towards more liberty in our lifetime.
2: That was kind of going to be my question. I think you pretty much answered it. I was going to say, what's, why isn't there a bill that would just deschedule these drugs? They don't, I mean, they're, they don't need to be scheduled at all.
5: They do not. The problem with legislators who are, in general, old folks and who generally like government, Is that they defer to the federal government. And if the feds say it's a scheduled drug, then everybody here will use that as as an excuse to not decriminalize it here, because then we'd be uh, in conflict with the U.S. government.
0: Which brings me to my next question, uh, Mark. What, what have you heard and uh, how do you feel about the proposal that uh, Mike Sylvia, who is also a great A-plus rated uh, Liberty rep out there, has made to uh, have a constitutional amendment to allow the people of New Hampshire to vote on saying goodbye to the federal government?
5: I think it's fantastic. Nice. Mike Sylvia is an amazing patriot and activist. Uh, he, he is fantastic. We are lucky to have him in New Hampshire. And I support that initiative. Let's see what the the people of New Hampshire say. If the legislature is supposed to represent uh, the people that vote for them, then let's uh, give them their say.
0: Yeah. And I don't think that's a hard political position to take, even for even for somebody who might be against. Uh, independence for new hampshire they might be a loyalist to the empire they should still allow <laughs> they should still allow the people to vote on it right because if Absolutely. they if they take the position that no we shouldn't even let the people make a choice then that's a pretty that's a pretty ugly thing to tell your constituents right
5: well let's think about this um we like to think that our conservative friends uh my conservative friends i shouldn't say ours might uh, like that idea the Democrats are the ones who are always saying, oh, democracy, we need mm, right. the democracy in America. So uh, this it puts it right in their faces. OK, yeah, if you want democracy, let that, let's let's actually let the people vote on it. And I think they're going to um, put their tail between the legs and run home on this one.
1: I don't know. I don't recall that many people. And I mean, it's been a great number of years, but I don't recall that many people arguing that there shouldn't have even been a Brexit vote before it happened. I think even yeah. the people well, know, who were opposed to Brexit, Brexit
5: and the NH exit. And luckily, the, new, the Texas version of exiting has given us a, a lot of publicity, a lot of support. So, you know, let's join the crowd. I think it's great to bring this conversation up to the people.
0: I also noticed something. And I'm, I'm curious of what you think about this. Um, you mentioned cannabis and there's and how it had stopped at the, uh, the Senate before. And I remember the senators made the mm-hmm. excuse of, oh, well, we support this. We know the people want it, but we're going to go ahead and shoot it down because we know the governor is going to not sign it because he had he had said he would not sign any kind of legalization of cannabis, which honestly, I'm really glad for because I don't want to have a re- uh, regulatory structure. In New Hampshire, I don't want to see regulations and taxes in New Hampshire. I know that there's some liberty-loving uh, free staters in office who who agree with that perspective. So it's actually a good thing that legalization hasn't actually passed yet. But There are, I think there's more than one constitutional amendment proposed for 2022, which would effectively decriminalize all adult possession of cannabis. We already saw some decrim to where it's like a $100 fine for small amounts, but this would basically decrim. Uh, adult possession of cannabis and cultivation and, and uh, is cultivation in there too? It's in, at least one of them. Yeah. What do you think about that approach? Because basically it bypasses the governor. It's uh, it allows the uh, the legislature to put this thing before the people and let the people decide with
5: a two thirds majority. I think it's fantastic. And that's how marijuana legalization actually first took hold in the U.S. Mm-hmm. was through the ballot initiative process. Uh, out west, like in Colorado and Washington, they have those referenda and ballot initiative processes, which we don't have as much in New Hampshire, but I think it's a good start, and I think if we do that, it'll be a clear message to the governor and to the legislature to get it done
0: well it would get it done as i understand it like instantly because it would be a constitutional amendment and the governor has no say over those which is really interesting mark thanks for joining us here tonight i appreciate you uh calling in with a legislative behind the scenes update and there's more free talk live coming up here in moments 603-283-6160, So 6160 That's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian
2: and Bonnie
0: and Aria. The BitBox is a one hundred percent open source hardware wallet. What's a hardware wallet, Aria? I don't I, I don't have a ready to go
1: explanation. It's it's usually like a USB device that. Mm. Stores your cryptocurrency in a secure way, like a cold storage, so that it's safe, it's not accessible by the internet.
0: Right. It can't easily be hacked. That sort of thing. But you can s- just
1: put your cryptocurrency on it. It's locked by a password or some other sort of system that you right. set up.
0: But some of them are closed source, which means you can't know what the code is that's running on that little device. And whether you trust it or not, it's just completely a, you know, flip of the coin, whether or not, you know, you don't know. You can't audit the software. Uh, but with open source hardware, you could do that. Like if you knew how to I look can't. at programming, yeah. If you knew how to look at programming, you could do it. Uh, if you don't know how to look at programming, well, you can have some you know geeky friend of yours take a look at it for you. I but think Arya
2: like, was saying she can't because she's restricted. No, no I mean I'm a programmer. I, she's I, no
0: I programmer.
1: can't program anywhere near that level. Um, I wouldn't have any idea what I was looking at. But however, source, just knowing that it's open source gives me more confidence in it.
0: Correct, because yeah. you know that anybody else who's got the chops can take a look at that code and make sure there's not anything sneaky going on with it. So, Bitbox is 100% open source and you can get your own for 5% off with code FTL like Free Talk Live over at box.freetalklive.com. That'll take you right to the Bitbox website. Again, code FTL like Free Talk Live. And we've already had some entries in our giveaway that we're going to do at some point in uh, in the future. We'll do an episode of Freer Talk Live and we're going to give one of these Bitboxes away. Here's how you qualify. You go to our Odyssey video channel over at video.freetalklive.com. Subscribe to our Odyssey channel. Maybe you already have, which, great. You've already done step one. Take a screenshot. Yep, take a screenshot of that. And then go to social.freetalklive.com and post that screenshot. Tag Aria in the post so she knows because you're the one who's collecting the entries, Aria. So that's why we're tagging you. And then you'll be in the uh, the drawing. And, you know, I can't imagine we're going to have a whole bunch of people doing this. It's a lot of hoops to jump through in order to enter this contest. So Is it? I think so. I think so. I mean, but, how many entries do we have? Well,
2: just signing do up want for... To say? A... I,
1: I haven't checked as of late, but the last time I checked it was... I didn't count, but it was between a dozen and two dozen. Okay. That's pretty I good. Think. That's pretty good.
2: Just signing up for social media is kind of harder than a lot of people... Well, other social medias... So, you know, getting people used to jumping through like a little more hoops to get on a more decentralized and less controlled platform.
0: Yeah, I good. think this is worthy, like it's a worthy yeah. hoop to uh, to jump through. It's, it's I mean it's a $125-ish hardware wallet. I think I saw it at 150 on uh Amazon. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, it's a nice piece of hardware. Head over to, uh, again, box.freetalklive.com to learn more about the BitBox. So, let's talk about people and their economic concerns here, Aria. There's been another study done by Gallup, and they've been doing these over some number of years. They've been looking at Americans and, well, uh, their level of economic concerns. Now, what that means, I don't know. I haven't read the study, but you've taken a look at it. So, tell me more.
1: Yeah, so only 26% of people name an economic issue all. Sorts of economic issues as the most important problem, meaning they lump uh, okay. unemployment in with that group. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. the shipping shortages. They lump all of that into an economic, economic problem. Issue. All right. Americans' concern about the economy is measured by the percentage who mention any economic issues as the most important problem facing the United States has reached Got a it. high point during the pandemic. So it is going up, at least.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is different than I thought. It's not just the other you know 74 percent don't care about economic issues it's not their number one
0: number one yeah so do do they tell us by the way what are the number ones in this particular story
1: i don't recall that specific all right 26 percent of america is now cited economic concerns such as inflation unemployment or the economy in general as the top problem i would say (laughs) it should still be higher than that it should be everyone's top problem right now they're paying any attention whatsoever they should be concerned about the economy.
2: It affects like every other aspect of your life. So I think you're right too. Mm.
1: Well, at the high point, well, at a high point for the pandemic, the percentage raising economic concerns remains relatively low in Gallup's history historical trend dating back to 1991. The high point was 86% in February 2009 during the Great Recession and financial crisis. Huh. Even okay. in relatively good economic times in the past, it was common for more than 30% of Americans to name an economic issue. This, this uh, study finds that Republicans, 30% of them, and Independents, 29% of them, are about equally likely to raise an economic concern when asked to name the most important problem, while Democrats are less likely to do so at only 18%. Mm-hmm. The most frequently mentioned specific economic issues are the economy in general terms, which is 10%, Inflation, only 7% of Americans wow. cited inflation as their top concern. And unemployment at 5%. No other economic matters, such as the federal budget deficit, income inequality, or fuel or oil prices, exceed 1%. Hmm. In recent months, even though fuel prices are extremely high, and I, you know yeah. a lot of people want to blame Biden for that. I don't think Biden has any... Thing to do with that, but they are
0: high. They're hitting record highs, I believe, in some places. It's up
1: about 150% since, not 150, up about 50% since the Trump administration,
0: right? At least.
1: It was yeah.
2: like $6 or more in California recently.
0: Mm-hmm. Good lord. Yeah, somebody posted on uh, whatever social media that they just hit their first three-digit fill-up that was over $100 for five gallons of gas in California. Or, no, sorry, not five gallons. <laughs> Uh, whatever the hell it was, 20 gallons.
1: In both September and October, 6% of Americans said the economy in general was the most important problem. Before now, the percentage had not been in double digits since January 2017. Hmm. While the 7% of Americans citing inflation as the most important problem facing the country is similar to the 5% who did so last month, it is significantly higher than the 1% who named it in September.
0: Now, if this is, uh, I'm, I've got a Gallup.com poll here, and this is actually from back in June. So I imagine this is the same poll. It's just I'm looking at an older story because I, I suspect they continue to do this like as the months go on. It seems they do one every month. Yeah, and they cite here 22%, at least back in June, up from 16 in May. Uh, 22% cited government as the nation's most important problem. Well, it's the nation's biggest problem, yeah. at the very least. So, I mean, again, these are very wide categories, right? Like, right. government is definitely a problem. What people are saying when they say that, you know, I don't know. Obviously, the government is a huge or the government people are a huge burden on the economy a lot of the things that are going wrong economically are are created by the government
1: not to mention the entire governmental system it's just a cast of parasites that's all they are and you're saying it's what what 21% right now overall? Uh, 26% I think it was.
0: I'd have to scroll all the way back up to see. Presuming this is the same poll. It's up quite a bit just from the summertime.
1: What fascinates me is the increase in people concerned about inflation. We go from 1% in September Mm -hmm. to 5% in October to 7% in November.
0: It's a little too late to be concerned about inflation. It's never too late. I mean, people have to wake up and figure out what's going on, and it sounds to me like they've been noticing the changes in the last two months.
2: It's too late if you intend to stay in the dollar. It's not too late if you intend to get out of the dollar when you realize inflation is going crazy. That's what I'm
0: saying. You can take steps immediately. Bitcoin is on sale. That's a good point. We'll, t- we'll continue talking about this coming up here, and you can weigh in as well with what are the top concerns for Americans right now as opposed to earlier this year or last year or 10 years ago. 603-283-6160. And what is your top concern? This is Free Talk Live.
4: When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's Wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times best-selling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more.
0: It's free talk live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind here. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. Whether you want to weigh in on the latest Gallup numbers about Americans and what they think is the most important problem facing. The country today, Uh, and Aria, you've got that story. We're looking here. I I pulled up the numbers here as well just to take a closer look. And what it looks like they're doing is they're aggregating together separate answers. So there's people who said the economy in general is the biggest problem. But then there's other people who specifically said things like uh, unemployment slash jobs or the high cost of living and inflation. And so they're adding those numbers up together to get the 26%, I think it was. Uh, If you break them down separately, then you see that, like you said, I think you mentioned this earlier, uh, 7% of Americans are saying that inflation is the number one issue. Um, But 21% of Americans are saying it's the government and slash poor leadership is the number one issue uh, in uh, November of 2021. So, I mean, that's actually a pretty good thing, right? I'll
1: sort of agree with that. I would say poor rulership rather mm-hmm. than leadership
0: yeah that's true
1: <laughs> because they rule they don't really lead a leader is so, a leader is someone you want to follow right correct. who inspires you yes
0: a ruler is someone you have to follow because they'll shoot you if you don't correct yeah a leader is somebody who goes first and sets us you know sets the the path right like they they blaze the trail right. they're taking the risk of whatever it is that's going to come and then they're going to show you hey you can follow me um, politicians don't do that. They're cowards. No, they they
1: have an entire group of people that they pay to take those risks for them called the military. Yeah.
0: Uh, so if you want to comment here, you're welcome to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. And I do want to say thank you to Dan Gaudreau, who is a Free Talk Live uh, amplifier. He's uh, joined the new AMPS program over at amps.freetalklive.com. That takes you right over to our new Patreon and that is where he signed up as a silver-level AMPS. Uh, you can go and join over uh, over there at amps.freetalklive.com, and you get some cool perks. You get some bennies uh, for doing that, and you help us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you, Dan, for that. What else did you want to highlight uh, from this study, Aria? Well,
1: the last mentions of infl- excuse me, the last time that mentions of inflation were significantly higher than now was in May of 1985. Hmm. So people are more concerned about inflation now than they have been since May of 1985, which is good. That tells me people are waking up. Republicans and independents are far more likely than Democrats to say inflation is the most important problem facing the country because, as you mentioned uh, during the break, I think it was, Mm -hmm. Democrats are far more concerned about race relations than they are the crippling economy, the collapsing economy all around us. Mm. Which affects everybody. Yes. Yeah. There are smaller, I mean, it disproportionately affects minorities. Who sure have, does.
0: Well, it affects the poor.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. Fair point. Neither inflation nor the economy in general is the most frequently mentioned issue overall. In fact, more than twice as many Americans named the government as the top problem, as you said. More Americans also mentioned the coronavirus than the top two economic issues. But as you mentioned, people mentioning COVID-19 as their primary concern is
0: down. Correct. Or at least it was in June. What's well, down as well, looking at these numbers here from the study you're looking at, September, coronavirus slash diseases was 21%. So it was actually the number one concern back then. Then it went down to 15 in October to 13 in November. So down quite a bit. So people just aren't concerned
1: about COVID-19. That's good. They should have never been concerned about it, I would suggest. but
0: Well, that doesn't mean they aren't concerned. That just means it's not their number one concern. True. Yeah. Well, it was... No- I I was, I think it's fair to say it was a concern for all of us at some point. It just wasn't
1: a high priority. It was mm. a very like sure. I don't want to catch a cold, but I'm not going to go far out of my way to avoid it because it's just not that big a concern to me. Right.
2: I was trying to find it just now, but I couldn't find it exactly. But um, there were some people on Lrn today talking about how um, there was some mainstream media. You mean the Matrix. You said LRN. LRN. Oh,
0: the, the, the LRN. actual LRN.fm. LRN. Got um, it.
2: They were talking about a main, mainstream media like channel that came out with this article about how inflation is here now, and it's just such a surprise to everyone. Nobody yeah. could have possibly <laughs> known about it. And I don't know, I just think that's probably why it's more mainstream recently, because the you know, mainstream media is talking, talking about it, it even yeah. though they're not taking any, you know, not that the media needs to take responsibility, but they're acting like it's, Where nobody could have known. From? Huh. Nobody's been talking about this, you know.
1: I've been seeing that a lot on social media. Is people making fun of it's like, oh, who could have possibly seen this coming? Usually with like a picture of Ron, Ron Paul, Paul or something. Yeah. It's like...
0: Dude, any libertarian. Yeah, it didn't take
1: Homo. Ron Paul to point out that printing massive—we've been talking about inflation for the last 15 months.
0: Well, we've been talking about it for a long okay, time, 20 years here on Free Talk Live.
1: But it's certainly exacerbated during the last 15 months when Absolutely. the government just printed They went obscene. into overdrive.
0: They did. And they're not slowing down, by the way. They're going to do more trillions here for these spending bills. you got the in, in, quote-unquote infrastructure bill. Uh, Which that is one that one was three and a half trillion. And then they they reduced it to one point something trillion. Oh, that's but good. now they have another one point seven five trillion bill. So they basically oh, that's right. like cut or, it up or, yeah. into two bills. Essentially, <laughs> now they classic got the, government. It's a bill back better bill is the one they're trying to pass now.
1: And I'm sure it will pass because the government loves money. Yeah. I mean, what's another $2 trillion on top of the $27, $28 trillion
0: that the national debt's already at? Well, it's about 10%. You know, not quite 10% more, but... You know. <laughs> well,
2: what's
0: that? 10% more inflation. Oh, no. Who's counting? We'll right. just
2: print 10% more.
1: That's probably what they're going to do. I mean, once you get to the point where you're dealing with trillions of dollars anyway, the numbers become kind of Meaningless. meaningless. Yep. Because there aren't nearly enough Americans to make those dollars actually meaningful or useful or valuable. Not when you have 20-something trillion dollars in debt. And yep. instead of hearing the number, you thinking, oh my God, that is obviously primed to collapse. That's an enormous amount of debt that my brain can't even comprehend. Americans go, oh yeah, let's just add a few more trillion to it. It's fine. They'll just print the money they need. Well, you'll be a millionaire soon enough at this ra- at this rate, or a trillionaire uh-huh. if you last long it enough. Could happen without having to eat your neighbors or getting eaten by your neighbors. People don't think yeah. it can happen here, though. It can we- happen anywhere. I mean, it is happening here. It's just at a slower rate. Yes, until the last year happened, at which, in which case, the rate increased substantially, and it's only going to continue to increase because that's how inflation works. And before you know it we'll be at the period of hyperinflation
0: yeah I mean they keep talking about lowering inflation but what they actually mean is lowering the rate of inflation they can't they can't take the money you know the, the money out of the supply or at least they're not going to they could I guess in theory they could you know they could just knock off some zeros yeah. man <laughs> well that's still, <laughs> as we've seen in Venezuela that doesn't change anything. No, but
1: it allows them to say that it changed something, or yeah, and it, it might fool some the good. American
0: people. Like I, it's not I, fooling I, the Venezuelans at this point. They're <laughs> on their third iteration of knocking zeros off down in Venezuela, but like that game hasn't been played here ever, and so they it's might actually, Yeah, they might actually pull it off if they try that one.
1: I don't know how they could avoid it. I mean,
0: eventually, it's going to reach that point, right? And they would have to do it. They do it. You know, they they take it easy like Venezuela did in the beginning. I think they only knocked off three zeros. Uh, the first time they did it, so they could do the you know just knock off a couple zeros and turn a hundred dollar bill into a one dollar bill.
2: I just think crypto is going to mainstream for America to start doing that with their dollars.
0: Why? Why would crypto have anything to do with it?
2: I just think that people would be like, "That's crazy! I'm going to start buying crypto."
0: I hope uh, you're right. I appreciate your optimism about that. I did. Well, see-
2: my little siblings, like you said, were asking me about crypto today, and normally they're like, "I'm going to ignore everything going on in life." Hmm.
0: Oh, that may be an indicator, and there was also another uh, story in the news that three out of four Americans, I think it was, are aware of cryptocurrency.
1: I, only only that many? That seems really good to me. I, I would have just would would have thought it'd be higher. I mean, who hasn't heard about Bitcoin at this point?
0: Well, think about lots of people are completely in their own little bubble. They don't know anything about what's going on in the news. They might know who Justin Bieber is dating or something like that. But, you know, they have no idea what's happening in the world. See, I don't know. It
1: makes me really sad to think that someone would know who Justin (laughs) Bieber is dating, but doesn't know what Bitcoin is. Don't know the president, you know, that kind of thing. He's married.
0: Whatever. (laughs) Uh, He's probably cheating on her. No. I'm sure he is. Oh, no, he's a good Christian. You believe uh, that one, right? No, not really. No, Meaning he showed up <laughs> I with, believe um, he
1: has products to sell yeah. and Christians are gullible, easy customers. Yeah.
0: yeah. he showed up with uh, Kanye West and Marilyn Manson at a church service recently. Oh,
1: I forgot he was at that. Yeah, because Marilyn Manson is also prime example right. of a good Christian. Oh, right. <laughs> He's turning a new page. He, he might different. have to after all the allegations against him. He's 603- born
0: again. 603 283 6160. You can take control of the airwaves here and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, open phones if you want to join us, Here, the number six zero three two eight three six one six zero. that's 603-283-6160, joining you in the studio, it's Ian,
2: it's Bonnie, and Aria,
0: so Aria, you and I, we both came across the same story here today from the U.S. Sun, and I don't know, it, Is this something we need to include in a legislative package to decriminalize toads? I think it. If you don't get into like fishing and wildlife
1: and those rules about importing, Mm -hmm. you know, living organisms, I think it's
0: probably legal to have a toad. It's probably legal to have the toad, but is it legal to lick the toad? Further, is it legal to somehow extract the psychedelic chemical? Five meo DMT from said toad and store and or utilize that uh, that chemical. I suspect it is not. Well, as I uh, I'm not
1: an expert, never having licked a toad, and can't imagine doing yeah. such a thing. I would speculate that since the creature is poisonous or venomous, which one? I don't remember which one I want right now.
0: Yeah, I never really thought of toads as being particularly dangerous, um, but I guess you might trip if. Do they One just, like, secrete the stuff? I That is a good question. I don't know. But apparently, according to Luke Kenton over at the U.S. Sun, people are smoking oh, toad venom. That's okay.
2: really weird.
1: Well, that is better than licking the toad, <laughs> which, which is what I thought they were doing.
2: I thought I thought they were licking the toad, too.
0: It's probably pretty gross either way. Like, imagine yeah. smoked toad venom Ew. is probably pretty... Yuck.
2: I'm but, wondering how they harvest it. Like, maybe they... Touch it with something that makes it want to secrete its stuff.
0: Yeah, is it and just then, come off its back?
2: And then they like use some kind of thing to scrape their back or something.
1: So you they're sh- like torturing this poor toad so probably. that they yeah. get. I, that doesn't that sound. That doesn't sound like the kind of thing someone who had truly done DMT <laughs> would right, be would willing to. to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, point. Uh, and I bet you there's a video out there. There's probably somebody who will show us the process of how to extract toad venom. Uh, then apparently, people like m- can't you just get it from plants and smoke it that way? Well, yeah, DMT. I I, I don't know a lot about 5-MeO-DMT, but I I know that it is a thing. I've seen that chemical structure name out there before, um, but I didn't know specifically that you know toads were one of the sources for it. I presume it's also available in plants, but that would be something worth worth looking into. Uh, obviously, it's related to other forms of DMT, which is one of the entheogens, which we've talked about here on Free Talk Live when we've been discussing legalization or decriminalization of things like psilocybin or uh, other plants or uh, fungi. Those other plants, a lot of them include DMT, which is frequently used in uh, ayahuasca ceremonies and people that have done these ayahuasca ceremonies, they swear by it. I mean, they think that they've had very, very good experiences Doing ayahuasca, I personally have never done it. Um, not to say I haven't had the opportunity to do it, but you have to basically have a weekend because oh wow, like a day long, right? Ayahuasca is going to last for many hours. I've, I've heard it's as long as you know twelve hours or longer, and then of course there's the recovery time afterwards. You Dude, know, I would not, and it is it's like equivalent to a DMT high? It is a DMT journey, basically for 12 hours as i understand wow. it wow yeah, yeah no i i'm good it's it's pretty intense <laughs> uh, supposedly like if you've got some uh, some underlying issues that you haven't dealt with in your life you're gonna <laughs> in yeah. you know in this experience so a lot of people really have had life-changing kind of level experiences but you got you know you got to do it with a, a sitter and a, a shaman if you will somebody that you know knows the ropes and is going to brew the tea and and take you through it and and there are there are these journeys that are these um, retreats that are actually being offered in some countries around the planet now where you can, it, it used to be that you had to go to like the South American rainforest or somewhere in the woods in Central America and like find some tribe and like talk to the shaman and they do this thing where they 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 host these ceremonies. But you really would have to be like a backpacker in your twenties or thirties or forties or whatever. Like you gotta be in good shape to like hike out to these places. That sounds really fun though.
1: You'd have I to... mean if you would if you knew that, you know, you weren't gonna run into, you know, an unencountered tribe that was gonna, you know, chop your head off or whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, you'd have to trust these people that they weren't, you know, even just going to rob you or something. That you know, has they happened. They're taking you, they're guiding you yeah. through, you know, like a rainforest. I mean, they
1: probably don't have much use for your iPhone or your credit cards, though. If-
0: well, it depends. So it uh, th- that is one of the concerns that um, has sparked the but creation. But you're also
1: by- backpacking, so why take all that nonsense? Yeah.
0: Well, you got to have money. I mean, still, you know, if you're going to stay in a hostel or whatever, you still got to pay the hostel. Yeah.
1: Right, I just
2: so. know that we read in a book recently about uh, Terrence McKenna's uh, experience with it. And he said it was like kind of like, you know, you had to be open to this experience because he was just giving his life to these people because he was going to yeah. like passed out.
0: Yeah, they're going to take care of you. Uh, and if you've got a recommendation from somebody that you know, then you'd probably be fine. But there are people who would just be in South America in like that that area and just kind of looking for that opportunity, and then they encounter somebody in a bar, and he's like, "Yeah, I can take you into the, uh, you know, the rainforest. Mm. We'll take you on an ayahuasca journey. Just come <laughs> with me." And then they get you know waylaid. Essentially, oh, they're going to take you on a journey, and, all you know, right. You get robbed, and you know, luckily, you know, you're lucky if you survive the encounter. They just take your money. So that has happened. And that's the reason why that there are now these actual like resorts where people who can afford it, it is you know in some cases it's more expensive than others. But so different range in, in price. But, you know, wh- whether it's a few hundred bucks a day or a thousand bucks a day or whatever, they've got these all inclusive resorts where, you know, room service and, you know, you're having a you're having an ayahuasca trip in a much more like safer kind of locale for a lot of people, especially older folks who might want to go and do something like that or somebody who doesn't want to trek into the middle of the the rainforest, right? So those are available now. And whether or not uh, Mike Tyson went to one of those, uh, well, he's talking about this toad venom. According to the story, it's found in the Bufo Alvarius toad. And contains 5-MeO-DMT, which has been touted by some of its purveyors as a miracle cure for mental health issues, such as depression and PTSD, as well as substance addiction. Yeah, that's generally true of all psychedelics. Correct. Uh, and earlier this week, legendary boxer Mike Tyson, who, uh, believe it or not, is only 55. Like, when I think of Mike Tyson, I feel like he should be older than that. Me too. But that's no. because in boxing, you have to retire at, like, 23. Uh-uh. Yeah, he's only 55 credited the venom known as Bufo with helping him kick a dangerous cocaine habit and lose more than 100 pounds in less than three months. I mean, good for Mike Tyson. He has had a roller coaster of a life. A life,
1: yeah. I mean, it's good to see him, you know, moving forward, progressing, becoming a better person.
0: No, he really has, too, in a lot of—I've uh, seen him in other stories about how his personality has, uh, has undergone some pretty serious changes, and he's just been— become this more, much more compassionate uh, individual over time. And I imagine this is a factor. Uh, he spoke during a conference in Miami claiming that he, quote, died, unquote, during his first trip and said using the drug has provided him with an entirely different perspective on life. Well, it could certainly feel like you died and you experienced the death. They call that an ego death right. in uh, trip parlance. They
1: mentioned that during this article as well.
0: He says, I did it as a dare. <laughs> he says, I, was, I, was... I dare you to lick this toad. Well, remember, they're smoking, apparently, oh, that's the, right. the toad venom. That's even
1: worse in a way, right? Because you're going to extract this stuff and then somehow
0: smoke it. Does it sound healthy? He says, I was doing heavy drugs like cocaine, so why not? It's another dimension. Before I did the toad, I was a wreck. <laughs> Before I did the toad. <laughs> I was a wreck, he I said. I have so
1: many ethical concerns right now.
0: The toughest opponent I ever faced was myself. I had low self esteem. People mm-hmm. with big egos often have low self esteem. We use our ego to subsidize that. The toad strips the ego, he said. Go, He's, Mike Tyson. He said further In my trips, I've seen that death is beautiful. Life and death both have to be beautiful, but death has a bad rap. The toad, or rap. he says, uh, the toad has taught me that i'm not going to be here forever there's an expiration date and what he's saying here is very similar to what a lot of people you know come to conclusion very similar conclusion to what a lot of people who take psychedelics or entheogens do in fact in fact there are people who um, who've been diagnosed with terminal illnesses who will under a therapeutic session take these sorts of drugs now it's usually not toad venom but you know whether it's uh, LSD or uh si- I think there was a recent study on psilocybin in terminal patients. Yeah, and having them come to grips with the fact that they're going to die, there's really nothing, there's no better way to do it. Yeah, they honestly. were no longer anxious about it or Correct. something like that, if yeah. I remember the study. Much more accepting of what was going to come eventually. Tyson, who reportedly discovered toad venom four years ago, claimed the drug has made him more creative and helps him be more present. He has now tripped 53 times. Oh my god,
2: that's I'm trying to Google how to smoke the toad venom, and the main thing that keeps popping up is addiction. You use a VPN
0: for this? No, (laughs) no.
2: (laughs) Um, It's it's addiction center, and it's talking about toad venom addiction and abuse, and how people can get addicted to it.
0: Well, he apparently uses bufo up to three times a day. Wow. To uh, recenter. And they're just in
2: Mexico. These toads are
0: just in. Yeah, there's more coming up here. We'll talk more about it in hour three. It's free talk live.
4: Free Talk Live!
0: This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program here. And you can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. With you tonight, we've got Ian. And
2: Bonnie. And
1: Aria.
0: We're talking about Bufo. What is Bufo? It is apparently Toad Venom that... Some people are smoking and or vaporizing and getting high, according to a different story that I found while I was just looking for more information about this over at uh, Forbes for a uh, published in February of last year. It's about a 20 minute trip. So very similar to a, uh, a smoked or vaporized DMT trip. Maybe slightly longer. A little bit sounds a little longer. Yeah,
2: yeah I saw when I was reading about it, it said up to an hour.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, uh, well, this is what Forbes said. So, I, you know, who knows? Maybe different people have different experiences with it. But Mike Tyson is saying that he do he does Bufo about three times a day and has tripped dozens of times already. And he cites this as a major change to uh, his personality. And he, uh, you know, has had his ego die basically, and has seen that death is beautiful, as he says here. I mean, he's really got some interesting things to say about this and you know when you think about Mike Tyson you don't think he's got much interesting to say at all but it turns out he's actually a really thoughtful uh, guy now and he's not like this monster who's biting people's ears off I
2: was gonna ask anymore. did someone else bite his ear or did he bite someone's ear
0: okay. he, he bit uh, Holyfield's ear Yeah. yeah. Oh God. He's, he's changed a lot since then apparently
1: I think he also pushed his mother down the stairs and I think he was accused I don't know if he was no I think he was convicted of raping a woman I, I think he she was his wife or girlfriend violent. at the time.
4: Yeah. Oh God!
1: But, but I mean, he was a coke addict, and he, and was, and he was alcoholic, heavily probably. on steroids. Yeah. And those aren't excuses, by the way. But it's like he
0: was a severely damaged person. Well, you you are to some extent what you eat or do. In this case, and now he's turned all of that around. He really has. Uh, so, according to the story here at the Sun, the hyphen Sun dot uh, Tyson, who discovered Toad Venom four years ago, says the drug has made him more creative and helps him be more present. Similar to the former heavyweight champion, Hunter Biden claimed in his recent autobiography that the psychoactive drug helped him stay off of crack cocaine for more than a year. He wrote in Beautiful Things, quote, I know it sounds loopy, yet whatever else it did or didn't do, the experience unlocked feelings and hurts I'd buried deep for too long. It served as a salve. Salve? How, the hell you, how do you pronounce that? Salve. Salve. HGTV celebrity Christina Hack also preached the drug's apparent benefits writing in an Instagram post back in July that Bufo had helped her mental outlook for the better. She says, "I met Josh when I wasn't in a state of fear or fight or flight. Referencing her boyfriend, Joshua Hall. Oh, thank God I thought Josh was going to be the name of the toad. Me too. I was
2: like, (laughs) what?
0: (laughs) She said, I had taken time off social, hired a spiritual coach, and smoked a bufo toad, which basically reset my brain and kicked out years of anxiety in 15 minutes.
2: Why is it called bufo? Has that been explained? Because it sounds like a word that I don't think I can say on the air. I'm
0: going to guess that's a Spanish
2: term.
1: Oh, but
0: well, I, I don't know. I think it's just the name of the toad. Yeah, okay. Here it is. It's a genus of true toads in the amphibian family Bufindae, Bufonidae. Hmm. B U F O N I D A E.
2: I almost rather say the whole word than just Bufo.
0: Now, The Sun isn't exactly like a respectable publication. <laughs> yeah, so... they're
2: the ones that gave us uh, Bitcoin Poppy. I mean, what was it? Dogecoin Poppy. Do you remember that?
0: Poppy? The singer.
2: There was a guy that said that a lady held him at gunpoint and. No, that
0: wasn't the sun
2: Oh, it wasn't.
0: No, it was an art. It was a news site I had never heard of before. Okay, sorry. It's about oh, this woman that was like questionable article about whether or not she was held at gunpoint. He was sex gun some-
2: uh, held at gunpoint, forced have sex with somebody because he had showed her that he was a Bitcoin millionaire. <laughs>
0: Right, she wanted to trap him. That that was actually true. Sorry,
2: it wasn't the sun. I I thought it was the sun for some reason.
0: The sun is kind of like a tabloid, right? It's absolutely a tabloid. Keep that in mind here. Uh, So there. So now we get into the sun and talking about the substantial risks. Many others who've taken the drug, which is considered the most powerful psychedelic on the planet, attest that it's helped them to shift anxiety, social awkwardness, and has reset their brains, or even helped them become more spiritual and less fearful of death. Few studies have been conducted on the drug, but some trials on a synthetic version of five MEO DMT have indicated it may indeed be effective medicine for treatment resistant depression. Additionally, though, with the likes of Mike Tyson, Hunter Biden, and Christina Hack have failed to mention is that there's also a number of dangers associated with taking the drug. While toad venom is I can't wait to hear what these are. Yeah. While toad venom is not any more physically dangerous than other psychedelics, it is more powerful, which comes with substantial risks of its own.
1: Well, yeah, you shouldn't do DMT unless you've done other psychedelics before, and you have at least some idea of what to expect, and you're fully aware that it's the most
0: powerful one out there. And if you're responsible, you will do it with a sitter who yeah. is not doing the DMT, and they will sit there with you just to make sure you don't get up and you know, do something that you weren't expecting to do. While under the influence of this thing. Uh, Speaking to The Sun, Martin W. Ball, Ph.D., who is a non-dual entheogenic educator, author, and host of the Entheogenic Evolution podcast, stressed the drug's potency and said that taking it can mess with one's entire concept of reality. That's kind of the point. He said, it's so profound and unique that it really can't be compared to any other psychedelic, and it's in a class all its own. Within seconds of inhaling the smoke or vapor, the subjective experience is that one is dying. If the individual can choose to let go and surrender to this process then there is the possibility of having a full non-dual experience of absolute oneness however if in any part if any part of the ego does not let go and surrender and deeply allow the experience to unfold it can be extremely traumatic difficult frightening and can cause lasting after effects that are difficult to integrate he says i'm really curious
1: whether you know, this toad venom is different from other forms of DMT. DMT. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're describing. You know, this is just how DMT is, or if this is how this specific,
0: you know, variation of DMT is. Yes, this is a good question. Uh, this would be a question for somebody who, for sure, has taken both substances and can say, "Oh yeah, it was basically the same," or "No, five meo DMT is way more profound." Because I do, I do agree with you, Aria, that. Having done DMT in my life a number of times, I've never done the ayahuasca version of it. I've only done the either smoked or, or vaporized version of it. And it is by far the most beautiful uh, psychedelic experience I've I've ever had. Like physical beauty of seeing, you know, things no. looking amazing. Um, I've never had the breakthrough on DMT. I've never wanted to really go that, that far with it. Um, have you? No. You're talking about where, like, people see the little clockwork elves and
1: stuff like that. But I imagine the, that's the one blast of the, off. Like, yeah, the blast off. As you're they not call in
2: the same room anymore. You leave
1: your body, you're up in. You yeah, I've the never ether. experienced that. And I'm also yeah. not really sure that I want to.
2: Me either. Yeah, I think you would have to kind of want to or something.
1: I mean, I'm the kind of person who, even if I experienced all that, I would know that I was just tripping and that mm-hmm. there weren't really clockwork elves running sure. around or whatever these people say. But a lot of these people. They don't have that sort of tie to the reality, and they come away from these things convinced that that's how the world
0: really is. Well, I mean, who's to say that there isn't – it may not be the world that's that way. It may be some other kind of you know, dimension or whatever that you're experiencing in that particular case. Because it is interesting what's, what some people say about this thing. Uh there's a book that I have read and I'm not remembering the title of it right now, but I believe it's The Spirit Molecule Spirit Molecule. And there's another one I I've read as well. And you know, they've done experiments on people in hospital kind of settings and administered DMT to these people, like pure DMT injections basically okay and had them describe the experience obviously you can only say so much about an experience like this right because words generally don't do it justice but well for what they could describe a lot of them had a very similar experience of essentially leaving their body and going into this other sort of domain where they were you know having conversations with i don't know what you want to call them aliens or some other sort of ethereal beings basically and just very very interesting stuff the, the, the real key being that they were like completely disconnecting from their physical reality and having very similar experiences and then when you combine that with the fact that the body generates dmt through the pineal gland especially at the time of death it does make one wonder about what the purpose of that excretion at that time is what is this book um, I'll go I'll go get it for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just to make sure I get the, the title and the author right. Uh six oh three two eight three sixty one sixty this is Free Talk Live This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Maybe you've used toad venom, whether you've smoked it, whether you have vaporized it. Apparently, it's becoming quite a popular thing with celebrities now speaking in favor of the process, which is uh, basically the use of DMT, as we can see here. Now, what's the difference between you know normal DMT and 5-MeO DMT? This is a good question. Uh, Is there a significance uh, or a significant difference between the two that much? I don't know because I can't say I've ever tried uh, 5-MeO-DMT, and it doesn't sound like either of you have either.
1: I'd be willing to try the synthetic version, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't sound like the the extraction method is fair to the toad. So I'm not sure I want to do the actual toad venom.
0: Well, it doesn't. At the very least, it does not kill the toad because the people who are harvesting, according to a video that Bonnie and I checked out during one of the breaks from Vice, they uh, they actually interviewed one of the uh, the Mexican gentlemen who does the harvesting, and he seems to feel compassionate towards the towards the toads. Like he's very appreciative uh, towards them, so he doesn't seem like a monster. Uh, at least, what in-
2: if it puts them at like a disadvantage, like? Because they can't defend themselves with their venom anymore.
0: Well, he does say he finds the same toads year uh, after year, so they seem to be fine.
1: I kind of feel bad now for whatever predators those toads have to deal with that they evolved this venom in the first place. It, like, just you're going to take a bite out of your next meal, and then suddenly you're encountering aliens <laughs> in hyperspace. <laughs> like uh. that
0: poor seagull or whatever, man. <laughs> So we're talking about the toad venom experience here. Not that we've had it personally, although I have done DMT and you have as well, Aria, and you have as well, Bonnie, I believe. But you know, none of us have really had the breakthrough experience. Not, and that's because we haven't really been seeking it. I think that if you if you want to, you just got to keep on going, and then you know, proportionally, I get there. Yeah. It just it doesn't sound like
1: it sounds like an interesting time, but it doesn't sound like a very good time. I think
0: and it can vary. Maybe, it, maybe it's worth it.
2: And it's so great to not blast off. Like, it feels so great just like being high off of it. I just don't want to ruin it.
0: Yeah, it's a really beautiful experience, unless you're somebody who is maybe not akin to that sort of thing. And I, I think about Chris Cantwell, of course, when I think about people who have not had beautiful experiences on DMT. That
2: was him on DMT. I don't know why I thought that story was him on mushrooms.
0: Uh the story is he was at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and smoked DMT in front wow. of some other people who he may or may not have known so probably not the best set and setting <laughs> Uh, To do it, and that's that sounds
1: like something Christopher Cantwell would do.
0: do. And this was back when this was before he became racist. Chris Cantwell, and this was back when he was just crass comedian libertarian Chris Cantwell. See if
1: he had maybe been willing to actually go in and fight those demons, those inner demons, maybe he
0: would never become racist. Chris Cantwell. You know what? You might be right about that. Um, Probably he, he was. He had a terrible trip. I mean, it was a, a horrifying experience for him. Was
2: he like screaming or I just believe like quiet? He had
0: some sort of negative, like physical reaction, like that. I don't. I did that's not scary. watch it personally. I didn't see that happen. I just heard the stories about it, and I, and I heard about it from Chris. Like he did not have a good good time on it. Well,
1: but, that's psychedelics for you. I mean, if you've got some baggage you need yeah. to deal with, you need to know going into any psychedelic trip that yeah. you may very well end up having to deal with that baggage. That may not Odds be why good. you want to do the shrooms, right? but it's going to happen eventually. Yep.
0: Yeah, and that's an important thing to uh, to to realize and and again set and setting also very important. Who are you with? Where are you? Are you in a place you feel comfortable? Are you with people who you feel comfortable? Cuz if if the answer to any of those things is no, I'm not comfortable, then the answer should be no. You don't want to take that toad. Okay? <laughs> do or, the toad. Don't you don't want to do the toad. You don't want to do the psilocybin. You don't you want to be somewhere where you're comfortable.
2: You know, instead of Doing toad venom or synthetic toad venom, why don't you just do Wim Hof, are you? What is that? It's a breathing technique that can apparently give you the DMT experience.
0: That's right. We were supposed to look this up, but we didn't actually do it. So thanks for bringing that back up, Bonnie. Yeah, um, some of our friends were uh, mutual friends were telling us about this. So I've me, never heard of it. I haven't on either. Here not with, by the name. With uh, the son's story here about the toad venom. So... Uh, so they do you know I got to give the sun credit here. I thought that their section on the risks was going to be much more overblown and but it were,
1: sounds like the risks they're talking about are the same ones that
0: we've talked about yeah. don't, don't do were, this if you're not ready for it right and they were reasonable about it like look you may face some things you don't want to face uh, about yourself. So, while the celebrities taking Bufo, or make taking Bufo appear to be easy and blissful, Ball warns that taking Bufo is not a decision that should be considered lightly. While it can be blissful, it can also be extremely destabilizing, even when someone has a positive experience. Quote, how many people are truly ready to meet themselves as God? He added.
2: Yeah, our doctor says that he doesn't recommend that people who have ever had a break from reality take mushrooms. And I know somebody that... I think really shouldn't shouldn't try it because she's had had a break from reality and she's so crazy. I think that if she took mushrooms, like might just make her crazier.
0: It's not an overstatement or hyperbole. This is what we're dealing with here, and it should be treated accordingly. In worst-case scenarios, I've seen people who have temporarily lost their ability to lose language, feel unable to function in society, and, for lack of a better phrase, are scared sless as a result of their 5-MeO-DMT experience. People should know these are very real possibilities before choosing to explore 5-MeO-DMT. A Dr. uh, uh Mike- I mean, it does sound bad, but... The
1: psychedelic person within me is like, okay, well, if that's, that's your reaction from doing DMT, then do it again Hmm. and keep doing it until you're no longer afraid of it Hmm. because you've dealt with that fear and you've. Done it to the point where like, okay, I'm just going to die at some point. At that point, it's almost impossible to be afraid because mm. you know you're going to die.
0: Yeah, you definitely don't want to go into this thing with fear. I mean, it's obviously, if you're going into an experience you have never had before, there is going to be that sort of trepidation of having an experience you've never had before. Um, but I don't think, even if you can defeat, and you should, defeat fear of the psychedelic, you should never lose respect for it. You should yeah. never go into a psychedelic experience thinking, hey, I got this, because then it'll get you. Yeah, every
1: <laughs> single one could take you down a rabbit hole you're yeah. not prepared to go down.
0: Right. Uh, you don't get to control. Uh, you know, if you're really going beyond that level, then you don't get to decide.
1: And at that point, uh, you have to be experienced enough to know, okay, I just got to ride this out. It. yeah.
2: I mean, it, and it can last um, after being you're done being high sometimes. I'm not trying to dissuade anyone from taking psychedelics,
0: though, so. No, I don't. I- I, what I want to do is make people realistic to some extent about you know what the possibilities are here and be responsible, um, and that's why I advocate having a sitter, somebody who's got experience who's not going to trip you know with you because again these are short trips like with the the toad venom or a typical DMT experience you may be looking at ten to twenty minutes maximum and that includes the you know the come down or whatever so this it's not a huge investment of time and in a lot of cases it's going to be something you can you know be fine afterwards actually you'll feel quite sure. good in uh, in a lot of cases
1: but at the same time that 10 to 20 minute trip could very well could be with longer. you for the next six months of your life yeah and it could or be longer in a,
0: good, in a very good way as well like they said the, the, you know a lot of cases this can help people with addictions this can help people with anxiety with depression PTSD so there's very very you know good uses here but you do need to do your research on it you do need to learn about it you don't just want to just stumble into like like Mike Tyson did like hey man try this you know, uh,
2: might work I out, dare but, you
0: yeah not the best uh, environment to do that. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Don't operate a forklift, you know, while you're, you're doing these sorts of things. More coming up. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. And if you want to weigh in on your experience with Toad Venom, we'd love to hear from you. You can take control of the airwaves on Free Talk Live.
3: Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values?
0: Take control of the airwaves here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603 283 We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now, Intercoin has launched their investor token worldwide, and you can buy it on an exchange. It's both centralized and decentralized. They've got the centralized exchange called XMarkets, exmarkets.com. You can just register with an email address. They don't care who you are. You don't have to give up any of your privacy to, uh, to trade over at Markets, And also, Uniswap. Uh, If you go to intercoin.org, you can get the Uniswap link there if you prefer to use that. Uh, EXmarkets.com. Again, for XMarkets, you can uh, buy or sell the ITR token there on either of those locations. And you just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. Ian, Bonnie, and Aria are in the studio here tonight. Uh, We're going to go to KTFS listener Matt. He is in Texas listening in Texarkana. Go ahead, Matt.
6: Hey, how's it going? Welcome, sir. Yeah, I just, uh, I normally listen to this radio station in the morning, catch a little news before I go to work, but I was listening to your your piece about psychedelics. Yes, sir. And uh, as far as any of them go, I've I've tried them all. Um, Have
0: you done toad venom?
6: (laughs) I I have not done toad venom. I haven't looked at toad. How about DMT, Uh, just
0: normal DMT?
6: Uh no I haven't done just normal D as far as mushrooms uh, or any kind of acid you know okay uh, you're there you. day, day flyers are never clear um anyway day flyer seeds are never clear mix but I uh and was a meth user for a long time Oof. and I look back at all that stuff that I did and I mean there's there's hardly any of it that I didn't try there's some that I didn't try because I was scared I'd like it as much as I did everything else mm-hmm. but I look at all that stuff now being on the other side of it and see that I was really trying to put something in that hole that that I couldn't fill with something uh, that I could put my hands on and put in my body uh, it was a uh, it was a longing that I believe is put in everybody by the Creator some people fill it with money some people do it with relationships material things they're always trying to grasp something that's not gonna feel. That spot, you know, um, but I give my life to Christ May the sixteenth of this year, and you know, you get a good feeling out of the highs, of any of them, but it's just temporary, you know. It doesn't last, and some of it can send you into the other side where you're not even, you know, sane anymore. And it's so for people that they never come back from it, you know. Um,
1: so do you feel that but, Christ has filled the void in your life that you were attempting to fill with drugs?
6: Absolutely, he has filled that void, um, and now I have meaning and purpose. Before his words was just like, man, just to just to deal with myself. That's what I did. So really, drugs weren't really my problem as much as it was me not walking in the purpose that he had fulfilled for my life. So he allows things like that into people's lives for the purpose of turning them to him. So what would you people, say that your know, purpose is now? reaching other people who were just as lost and, and toiling in that addiction as I was.
0: Now, and would so, you say that, I mean, before you go on, would you say that everyone who uses drugs is an addict or are there people who can use drugs in a responsible manner?
6: I, I was um, I was a functioning functioning addict. I'm a toolmaker machinist and I've, uh, I've always held a job down. I mean, I was an employee at a Fortune 500 company for mm-hmm. five years and you have to hair follicle to get a job there. So I was functioning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could stop get the job and go on. But I was as miserable as anybody's ever been, mm-hmm. you know, just because I just I didn't have you know those fundamental questions you read that people ask themselves, you know, why am I here? What am I doing here? You know, what is my purpose? Where am I going? And if you don't know those things then that brings about misery, you know, you hear people say that ignorance is bliss. My experience is it's not bliss. It, it brings about sorrow. It might be blissful for a season, but at the end of it, it's just sorrow. But, um, Anyhow, yeah, I don't,
0: I don't deny that, that there well, are a lot of people out there who are absolutely addicted uh, to various different substances. Whether we're talking about methamphetamine or alcohol, you know, you fill in the blank. There's all kinds of people with their their preference of whatever it is that they want to use. And I think you're right. A lot of them are trying to fill something that, that is missing uh, from them. But I don't think every person who's using uh, you know, psychedelics, especially. Uh, is using it for, the, for those reasons. There are people who are using them for spiritual purposes. Um, maybe they don't believe in Jesus per se, but they may be like myself. I'm a panentheist. I believe that, uh, that everything is God and everything that is not. So the metaphysical also uh, is God, basically. And so for me, these experiences which i do very rarely and now i don't get to do the, to, do it all because of some bail conditions i'm on but prior to that it was fairly rare that uh, that i would do them were done for spiritual um, purposes so to me yeah, I, I, I was already whole
6: side. yeah i was yeah.
0: already whole and this is just a you know a way to kind of enhance and to uh, experience something that's uh, that's different
2: you're unique in that way ian because i've never met another person like you that just always seems to always be whole and never changing. And I don't know. Well,
0: I mean, we're all changing constantly.
2: I but. don't know. Not like you. I, I just feel like, I don't know. Everybody that I've ever dated is always like, I was so sad. And then I met you. And then they end up being actually crazy. It's because there's a void in their life. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you were already happy with yourself. And you just say like, meeting me was just cherry on top type of thing. You know, you never were just like, oh, I'm lost without my soulmate. You were just happy doing your thing because you had a purpose for one thing. And um, Matt, I'm glad that you found what um, y- you feel like gives you a purpose. So I saw them like putting that that down. I think that's the the main thing. People just want to find something that is their purpose. It doesn't have to be all the same thing. It doesn't that's have true. to be the same answer.
6: Right. Well, uh, so, so you know, he made mention of it being like a, their spiritual side to it. And I believe that when you tap into any kind of drug, uh, a certain amount of use of it, Uh, not as much with the psychedelics. You don't have to take much to get into it, but uh, it puts you into the spiritual realm a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and so you it's no coincidence that certain people take you know this drug and all the way across the world another person could take it and see the same thing yeah well but, there's um, actually
0: uh, we're in the middle of a book right now Bonnie and I are reading by Terrence McKenna and it's, it's getting into a theory that we're probably like only a quarter of the way through it but it's getting into a theory that I've heard before and I don't remember which movie I don't know if it was Zeitgeist or, or which movie it was but where they talk about how Jesus was a mushroom basically the idea being that religion uh didn't come to man until they started taking psychedelic mushrooms uh like ultimately that it was you know on the the plains of africa basically where people first encountered these things because there weren't psychedelic plants right like there there weren't they just weren't available but mushrooms are going to grow in cow dung or whatever dung of whatever animals and so hungry people gonna try some mushrooms at some at some point they're gonna realize yeah, yeah, yeah. uh that there's something really unusual there so the suggestion of this book is is that it's the taking of these psychedelics by our ancestors that actually created things like language and religion and you know all these things that we take for granted today kind of interesting bill yep. hicks yeah, first so- suggested that in a comedy sketch uh, sketch back in the 90s that's also when the book was written by Terrence McKenna. I oh, suspect really? similar things are being you know, said by multiple people. Go ahead, Matt.
6: Well, that's one of those things, you know, I guess uh, my background is I grew up in church. I mean, I was as religious as you could get. But the one thing I always missed was he's looking to be Lord and Savior, you know, not just Savior. You know, a long time I just thought, man, out of the worst two places, I don't want to go to hell. You know, it was all driven out of fear. Like, uh, and And I was looking for a Savior, but I wasn't looking for a Lord. You know what I mean? And so it wasn't until I finally surrendered my whole life and said, hey, this, this life that I have, it's no doubt in my mind that you've given it to me because there's no accident that this stuff is is all around us, you know. And uh, at that point, things changed for me, you know what I mean? I went from being religious to having a relationship, and that's what it's really all about. When you look in the Bible, like a lot of people want to complain about everything that's happening in the country right now as if this is some kind of, something that just popped up overnight but see it, it developed in the spiritual realm and now it's manifesting itself in the physical
0: matt thank you for the call tonight i appreciate you calling to share your experience uh with us and the number here if you want to join us 603-283-6160 not the path that uh, that i'm personally on um you know you Same. And I, yeah a lot of us i think all three of us actually grew up christian and have sort of grown away from that into a different direction but also a positive one more coming up this is free talk live talk live open phones if you want to join us you can the number is 603 283 That's 603-283-6160 it's been actually a really good discussion here uh, tonight on toad venom and psychedelics in general phones are open of course if you want to weigh in here especially if you've tried toad venom we still have not yet heard from anyone except for you know mike tyson but he didn't call in uh, we, we did get some interesting quotes from him, however. With you tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Uh, you can join us online, by the way, over at freetalklive.com. And don't forget about Freedom's Phoenix, a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. If you want the newest and freshest stories and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty then freedomsphoenix.com has it their daily dispatch will keep you up to date on science technology historical findings liberty news government overspending and the rise of the police state just head over to freedoms with an s phoenix.com. that's freedomsphoenix.com we go to Stoke calling us from Grafton New Hampshire you're on Free Talk Live Stoke
7: hey um, yeah i wanted to talk a little bit about the community up here in the shire and how it's probably different from a lot of other places. And I, I haven't tried Toad Venom, but it sounds interesting and maybe I'll have to try it one day. But yeah, I definitely think that there's a lot of um, ways out there that we can connect and, and become more peaceful and, and accepting of the world we live in. And I kind of, I, I sympathize a lot with the, the last caller who called in about um, religion as being somewhat of a, a savior for his life. And I think it's, it's similar for a lot of people throughout the world as you enter adulthood, particularly in our country, we are um, kind of becoming more of an individual and less of, of the family tool or participant that we were as a child growing up or a cog. And and it's difficult to transition. And a lot of people will use drugs as one way to kind of seek out the community that they're looking for. And, and But anyway, so I've been uh, looking for community. And I think the Shire is a great place for people who love freedom and share our ideology, there was at least five different events this weekend that I had to choose from as far as Um, Just to clarify, you're referring to
0: the uh, the New Hampshire liberty migration where freedom-loving people, libertarians, voluntarists, liberty-loving anarchists have been coming here for close to two decades now and coming together to actually have an intentional community of freedom-loving people who are activists and who are going to make changes to actually see more liberty in our lifetime. Give me an example of these five different events from which you had to choose. Uh, What did you have as options? What did you end up deciding to do this weekend?
7: Oh, well, there was, some of them were, were more public. There's um, so many different. There there was a gun church yesterday, or let's say Monday, so Sunday, once a month, there's a gun church at, at one place where people go and practice firearms training mm-hmm. and somewhat of a religious uh, observance to become more of a practitioner of, of the defensive arts. And that that's one. Uh, the one that I ended up here in Grafton County was uh, just a totally free place where um, we're out in the woods being able to choose whether or not we even want to wear clothes and um, didn't have too much of a bonfire because it's a little cold in New Hampshire a little chilly (laughs) it's
2: supposed to be 25 tonight Aria said
7: well we had a nice um, hot wood stove and it it Mm -hmm. was actually extremely warm in here Um, I bet so we we had a lot of food and and community. There was a lot of people here that were able to come together. It was somewhat of a housewarming. We were fixing the place up. Uh, We did actually go on a tour of the property and, and walked around in the woods for a little bit. Yeah, It'll I do hear today, every yeah. now
0: and then I will hear of like some clothing optional events uh, that are happening. Obviously, these are things that you're not going to find on like the Liberty calendar that just <laughs> anybody can show up to. Uh, but I have heard yeah. of, a, of another one where a bunch of people like went into a sauna at somebody's house, like 20 plus people, and uh, everybody just got naked. And, you know, it's all good if you're know if you cool with that.
7: Yeah. So per- personally, I, I believe in, in all forms of liberty and freedom and and personal expression and and as long as it's consensual and and you're not uh infringing on anyone's rights i mean and it's unfortunate that there's uh so many people who only believe in certain types of liberty or freedom and it goes for people here that have moved to new hampshire as well as other places like you look at vermont and they've got the the clothing freedom for everybody in vermont not just on private property but on public property you're talking so about that vermont. it's
0: in most places in vermont it is legal to be naked uh in public there are some cities where they have outlawed it like in the downtown area okay. or whatever uh, but statewide as as i understand it that is the case although i'm not an attorney i should point out here though since you're talking about some of the more let's call it libertine aspects of the uh, the Liberty community here, there's also the other side of that. Like, you know, for instance, there's the Liberty Christians or whatever. They, you can bet, better believe, are not getting together in, you know, nude uh, re- resorts or whatever. Uh, they're, you know, they're That's doing... Why they don't
1: have to go yeah, to the nude resorts. Right. They're
0: getting together and they're doing Christian things, you know, together. They're singing or, you know, having a caroling or whatever it is that, you know, they might be doing. Uh, those are... There are all sorts of people here coming from all different interests Together, But the one thing that joins everybody is that we all just want to leave each other alone and that we just want people to have the life well, that they want to have.
7: Well, I actually would disagree. I think it's, it, you know, leaving each other alone is, is more of like an isolationist. I think some people... And as adults, and I think that's one of the problems that, that people are seeking out. He means not Christian
0: impede on anyone ability. else's ability to live their life as they choose. Yeah, thanks for that clarification, exactly. Aria. That's what I that's what I was referring to. Like exactly. you know, even though a so, Christian, for instance, would not necessarily agree with, let's say, uh, what is it that they do in Manchester, the polyamory, for instance, uh, to you know, with that sort of thing, then they, that's okay. They understand that in order to be free to be allowed to be their christian life that they want to have they have to allow the polyamorous people to have their polyamorous life and vice versa the polyamorous person doesn't want to foist their viewpoint on the christians so that's the thing that that unites the libertarians and the freedom lovers here is that we all just understand that you have to leave other people be in order to be free to live your life how you want anyway uh stoke anything else you want to share
7: yeah well i I did want to get into more of like the individual aspects as as adults um and a lot of people will go to religion and get a try and get a connection with god because we are alone so much of our lives and it's difficult to come to the realization that we don't have a community a lot of people out there don't have a community and if if they want a community maybe they can go buy some drugs and hang out with uh, drug dealers and drug addicts because they're always looking to sell that and hang out and um And do that is a very easy community to get into because they're very accepting also, just like uh, libertarians. The drug users aren't going to call the cops and and snitch you out. Yeah, they might rob you. I mean, (laughs) they uh,
0: they're easy to access because they aren't, you know, usually the most discerning people as far as who they'll uh, spend their time with. For sure. Uh, It just depends. Right. Like there's different people that use various different substances and some are more dangerous uh, than others.
1: I mean, everyone sure, is trying to fill I mean, a hole, right? Like, Stoke, you're using community to exactly. fill a hole. Uh, the caller from Texas was using Christ to fill a hole. Other people use drugs exactly. to fill yeah, a hole.
7: That's what I was,
1: Yeah, some of these are just more socially accepted than others. But to me, I don't care what hole you're trying to fill or how you're trying to fill it. As long as you leave me the same freedom.
0: Thanks, Stoke, for the call tonight. I definitely do appreciate hearing from you. And I think that this is, you know, for people out there, if it sounds interesting to be around freedom-loving people, to be around principled people that actually understand the ideas of liberty, this is the place to do it. And you can find those sub-communities that you're looking for. You know, if you're looking for the, the good Christian families, they're here. If you're looking for the wife swappers, you know, they're, they're here, right? Like, whatever else is in between, uh, you can probably find those people. So, uh, let's see. A little bit more here from the story about 5-MeO-DMT. The substance is not currently legal in the United States. We're talking about uh, toad venom. However, it is widely available in both Mexico and Canada. It's claimed that practice... Does that
1: mean owning one of the toads is illegal in the United
0: States? I suspect it is completely legal, but the use of it for psychedelic purposes would likely be illegal. That's just my guess, not an attorney. Uh, It's claimed the practice of licking or inhaling bufo toad venom has been around since the Middle Ages, but it regained popularity as part of the 1960s counterculture movement.
2: After seeing how they get the venom out, I absolutely can't imagine licking the frogs, because it's not like we thought just sitting on top of the first layer of skin on the back it's like a pimple popping and it's disgusting i could not just pop a frog's pimple into my mouth
0: and it's literally like at least from the footage we saw of vice it's like this green slime kind of color it's a lot like 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 you'd see on nickelodeon as a kid or something way more than a pimple it's definitely not very attractive i was so hungry
1: before this segment of the show started
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, uh, so there you go. There's there's a lot more to this story, uh, and like I said, it's very well done at uh, the sun, d-sun.com. I'll take the link and I'll drop it into our social media. You can head over to social.freetalklive.com. If you haven't yet joined that platform, hey, you can say what you want on there for the most part, unless you're a spammer, which case we're going to get rid of you. Uh, But you get a a lot more freedom to express yourself because it's not run by Twitter. It's not run by Facebook, some mega corporate big tech uh, corporation. We're in charge over there. So you can go to social.freetalklive.com. You'll auto follow all, I believe, all three of us and a few other Free Talk Live hosts. And you'll find this post over on the Free Talk Live channel there. I think it's at FTL. See you tomorrow. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn
4: Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago.
0: To random people tuning in on the radio.
4: I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show
5: by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on joined the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas
4: of Liberty.
0: You can help more people hear the message of Liberty by joining Free Talk Live's Amps program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive dot